Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama daf Kuf Yud Zayin. We left off on daf Kuf Tezayin and Beis. We are at the Mishnah on Kuf Tezayin and Beis. Today's show is once again sponsored by Dr. David Lander and all of his wife and children, Lishmas's mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom and Hashem Hashem Aliyah. Also sponsored by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times in Atzlacha. For our soldiers and our captives, they should all be returned home safely. We thank uh, both sponsors very much for these sponsorships. So the first thing the Mishnah is going to discuss is what if a gazlan has a field seized by somebody, by anasim, by people who, uh, who go and take away other people's fields. So do we say that the gazlan owes the original owner the value of the field? Or do we say, no, what have happened to him too? So the Mishnah is going to make some sort of distinction. The Gemara is going to explain that distinction. The Gemara is then going to discuss... In in a particular case, whether something was a din or a knas, and the nafkamina is going to be, can I learn from that din to other places? Because the assumption, the presumption is that you cannot learn from a knas to other places, and the Gemara is going to question that assumption. When we have a knas, can you derive from that knas to similar such cases that we must also make a knas in those cases? Then the Gemara is going to discuss when exactly is a person going to be chayiv for showing or giving his friends property to Anasin, that there are these strong men that are coming through and they're taking away, they're seizing people's property, so I just show them someone else's property, or I hand them someone else's property. When am I chayyah for that, and when am I not chayyah for that? Then the Gemara, in that context of uh, being Moser, someone else's property, the Gemara is going to tell the story of Rav Kahana and how he ended up going to Eretz Yisrael, and it all started with a Moser that he killed, it's a remarkable story, and what happened to him in Eretz Yisrael and his interactions with Rabbi Yochanan when he went to Eretz Yisrael. Israel. Then the Gemara is going to discuss whether Mesira is Chayiv for Garmi. Again, Mesira over here means that you're Moser, someone else's land, and not the, not the person, not where you're saying go kill him, but you're Moser, someone else's land to, uh, to people who are confiscating land. So is he Chayiv for Garmi? The Gemara is going to tell us three different stories about people saving them their own lives with other people's property and uh, what the halacha is as far as the obligation to pay them back. The Gemara is going to tell us three halachos about of mamon of a rodef, meaning if a rodef uh, is chasing after somebody and somebody breaks something or ruins something, that would normally be of mamon, but it's in the context of a rodef. So is there chiyuv if you damage the rodef's property, the nirdaf's property, if someone is chasing the rodef, we're going to have three different halachos about that. Then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amr Beis is going to talk about Hashavas Gezela on, on a field that was flooded. Uh, I steal a field and then the field got flooded. So can I just say, look, a flood's going to happen to me, to you, it wouldn't have made a difference. Or do I have to pay for that field that I had stolen and subsequently was flooded? So let's begin. We are at the Mishnah on the bottom of Kuftes Zayin Amid Beis. So says the Mishnah, a person stole a field from someone else and then Masikin, Anasim, people uh, came and took it from the, uh, from the Gazlan. So Im Makas Medina, if the people that are going around confiscating fields or just confiscating all the fields in the Medina, they're taking everybody's fields. So then the Gazlan can tell the Nigzal, look, what have happened to you too? So, uh, you know, uh, here, you take your field back, but you can't because these Anasim who took it from me would have taken it from you also, and they're the ones that have it. But in Machmas Hagazlan, but if it was because 
of the Gazlon that this happened, then Chayiv Lamedal Sadaacher. Then you have to uh, provide him with another field. So the Gemara is going to discuss what that means, Machmas HaGazlon. So I'm Rav Nachman Yitzchak. First, a technical point. We said, who took this field? It was Natlua Masikin. But apparently there were two Girsaos in the Mishnah. Some had Masikin with a Samach, some had Metzikin with a Tzadi. So I'm Rav Nachman Yitzchak. Mandatani Masikin lo The one that has Masikin with a Samach is not mistaken. And if you have Metzikin with a Tzadi, also not a mistake, because both of those words make sense in context. Mandatani Metzikin lo The one that says Metzikin is not, is not mistaken, because the Pasuk says in the Tochacha, in Sefer Tvarim, B'Matzoruv Matzok, so it sounds like Metzikin is someone who does evil and terrible things to other people. Mandatani Masikin lo Masikin is also not a mistake, because it could also be a, a, a word that justifiably can be used over here. Because in the same parsha of Tochacha, it says that Yirash Hatzlotzal, that Kaleitzcho Priyad Mascha, Yirash Hatzlotzal, that the uh, locusts are going to eat. The locusts are Gazlanim, because they go and they ruin other people's grains. And the Targum on Yirash Hatzlotzal is Yachsenine Sako'a. So Sako'a apparently is, an, is a Targum of locusts, and therefore, and, and locusts are always called Gazlanim. So a Masik is also, is also a Gazlan. So Masikin makes sense. In the in this context as well, so the Mishnah had said, if it's Makas Medina, but if it's Machmas Hagazlon, in Machmas Hagazlon, Chayiv. So says Gemara, Hey dummy, what are we talking about, Machmas Hagazlon? What exactly happened? So if we're talking about that, the Anasim went, these Matzikin, Masikin, Anasim, whatever they are, they took this guy, this karka specifically, and nobody else's karka. Hamirishasham, you know, we already know in that case that you have to pay him back, because we said in Makas Medinihi, that if it's something that's happening all over the place, so then you could say, So we already could figure out on our own Elo, Lo, that if it's not in Makas Medina, that it's only happening to this guy's property, then you don't get off the hook, then you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to repay the guy. So uh, so that can't be what the safe of the Mishnah is telling me. Tulsus points out, why not? A lot of times you have something obvious from the Reisha and, just, and it just the Mishnah just explains expresses the flip side, right? It will express what will happen if not. So uh, a lot of times it's kofel dvarim. It's like a today kofel. It says it says the opposite way as well. So Tal says, yeah, but it would have said it in fewer words. It would have said, imlav chayiv. It would not have added a whole new clause. Im, machmas hagazlan, sounds like it's introducing some new a scenario of Machmas HaGazlan. So that's what the Gemara is bothered by over here. So says Gemara, you know what the case is of Machmas HaGazlan? That uh, he did not himself steal the field at all. We're not talking about a Gazlan who stole a field. He just heard from the Beis HaMelech that they're looking to steal fields and he showed them this karka that belongs to somebody else. Oh, you're looking to take fields? Take this guy's field. So that's what the Mishnah says, in Machmas HaGazlan, meaning he's not the one that actually stole it. It's only on a Count of him that uh, the field was stolen, and nevertheless he's going to have to produce another field because of Dina de Garmi. That apparently that's how Tulsa learns because of Dina de Garmi he's going to be responsible, as we're going to see on, uh, on the, later in uh, today's daf that they said to Rabbi Abba that a moser is chayiv mishum Dina de Garmi. So therefore uh, he's he's chayiv even if it's a makas Medina because even if they were uh, they, they were confiscating most of the karkaos in that area we don't say. 
that uh, that 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 they, they they would have taken this one um, even had he not shown them. So uh, rather he has to he has to pay uh, what uh, he has to pay the money for this uh, for this field. So that is one understanding of what imachmas hagazlan chayiv means that the gazlan didn't take the field himself. He just showed the government where to where the field is for them to take it. Lishna achrina another lashon has it hachamayaskinon kigon da ansua of the chavim varmile achve arase that of the chavim attacked this fellow and said show us all of your lands vachve ubadayu and he had previously stolen this land and he showed them this land among all of his other lands. Now he didn't have to show them this la- this land because it doesn't really belong to him. It's a stolen land. But in his mind, since he stole it, he views it as if it's one of his lands. So when they came and they asked him, show us everything you got, he showed them this as well. That's the case of Machmas HaGazlan. So Gmar brings a brysa related to this. There was a guy that showed a, uh, a silo of wheat to the Reish Kalusa and the, uh, that, that belonged to the Reish Kalusa to Anasim. And the Anasim took this whole thing. So Asal came to Rav Nachman. So the Reish Kalusa came to Rav Nachman to be Tovea, this person. This person cost us all this grain because he showed it to Anasim and now Anasim took it. So Chayvei Rav Nachman Shlumei. Rav Nachman said, okay, they got to pay for it. Why did you, uh, you know, give over the uh, property of the Reish Kalusa? So Yosef Rav Yosef Achorid Rav Huna Rav Yosef is sitting behind Rav Huna Barchia. Yosef Rav Huna Barchia Kameid Rav Nachman. Rav Huna was sitting in front of Rav Nachman. Amalei Rav Huna Rav Nachman. So Rav Huna Barchia said to Rav Nachman, that which you made him pay for it, Dina o Knasa. Is that Meikar Adin or is that just a Knas that you imposed on the fellow? So Amalei, so Rav Nachman said to Rav Huna Barchia, Masnisani. What do you mean? It's our Mishnah. Ditnan. The Mishnah says, Im Machmas HaGazlan Chayv Lamad Osada. Then if it's Machmas HaGazlan, then you need to uh, reimburse him. Vukimna. And we said, what does it mean? that you showed them what to take. So you see that if someone is Moser, someone else's property to Anasim, you have to pay for that. After Rav Nachman left, Rav Yosef said to Why were you so curious whether it's a dinner or a knas? What difference does it make whether it's a dinner or a knas? Because if it's a din, then we can learn from there to other cases of garmi that you're chayiv, that apparently you're telling me that garmi is chayiv in Nazikin. But it's only knas, lo Well, then we can't learn to other places because it could be that for this fellow, they wanted to impose a kanas, but it doesn't mean in every case of garmi that we're necessarily going to impose a kanas. So if Huna brings a raya that we don't learn from a kanas to other places, that if something is in fact a kanas, you cannot derive from there that other cases of garmi you're also going to be mechayim. How do I know that we cannot derive from a case of kanas? Because the Brisa tells us, originally the Chum said, that if someone is metame, someone else's taros, or he's someone else's wine, la avodazara. So he has ruined it. If you're matami someone's uh, truma, that's it. Those truma can't, the truma can't be used. You're menasek someone's yain la avodazara. That yain's also bana. But physically, nothing happened, right? Physically, it's still exactly intact. This is what we call a hezek she'enonikr. It's a hezek in terms of the fact that the guy has no usage for the stuff anymore, but there's no physical damage that was done to it. So he's going to have to pay for it. They, uh, that's a barishona, they said. 
then Metamei and Menasech, you have to pay. But Chazul Omar, Afam Damea. Then at a later stage, they said, you know what? If someone mixes someone's truma with uh, with chulin and uh, someone's chulin rather with into truma, and now we, we it's all mixed together. So only a kohen is allowed to eat the taroves because uh, there's truma mixed in there, which brings down the market value of this taroves significantly. Meaning, when you had chulin, you could sell it to anybody. So the market is so much larger, and therefore you could charge a reasonable amount of money. But now that the, that it can only be uh, sold to kohanim, the market is so much smaller. Everything's about supply and demand, and therefore the price that you're going to be able to command for this produce is going to be much, much less. So that's when they said, you know what? Later on, they said, even midameya, you're going to be chayiv. So chazurin lo chazulo. Sounds like they, they, it took a separate uh, uh, time where they had to get together and decide to be chayiv midameya. But my time, la mishum de Why wasn't that automatic? Meaning, once they decided that midameya and minasech is chayiv, so you see that hezek shenu nikr, ishmei hezek, and you're going to have to pay for it. It doesn't doesn't that automatically include Medamea? Why didn't it automatically include Medamea? Because Medamea Menasech was only a knas, and you can't derive from a knas to other cases, to other similar such cases. And that's why it wasn't automatic. So you see from there that you cannot derive from a knas. So it says, no, that's not why Medamea was not initially included. The reason Medamea was not initially included is because it is not similar to Metame and Menasech. When they originally made the uh, the Chiyuv for Metame and Menasech, yeah, that's because you, you destroyed it. They have no usage for these items now. They're absolutely worthless. So that they were Mechaev. But they thought for me being Metamea, where it's not useless, it's just worth a little less because the market now is not everybody. It's just Kohanim. So maybe they're not going to be Mechaev. But it was so but then at a later date, they uh, they came to the conclusion that they should be for as well. So says So you're telling me that I uh, that that uh, that uh, that I can learn from a knas to somewhere else? Meaning, we tried to bring a raya that you're not able to derive. From what from a kanas to other similar such cases, and we rejected the raya. So it says more. But wait, I have another raya that you cannot derive from a kanas to some other case. Because the father of Rabbi Yavin taught a brisa of Hezek Shainanikar a little differently than we had it. That it was Burishona Yomrim Hametame Vamidameya. That the initial Takana was that Mitame and Midameya is Chayiv, not Minasech. Midameya was included in the original one, but not Minasech. And then Chazrulomarafa Minasech. And then they later added that even if you're Minasech, someone else is Yayin Avodazara, you're going to be Chayiv. Chazrulo But it sounds like that took a separate, uh, uh, you know, a, se- a separate. Uh, getting together and deciding that Minasech is going to be chayv. And we didn't automatically derive it from Mitame and Midameya. So my timer, why did they have to decide it separately? Must be because Mitame and Midameya is a knas. We cannot derive from a knas. So therefore they had to say separately that Minasech also. So it says, well, it's not because you can't derive from a knas. No, initially they assumed like Rabbi Yavin that you're going to be potter on Minasech because you're Chayev Misa. And then they later came to the conclusion, like Rabbi Yirmiya, that when it comes to Menasech, that uh, you're not Chayev Misa at the very moment that you're Chayev the Mama. And they come at two different moments. So what exactly is the Nekud HaSamachlok? So over here, Me'ekar HaSavim Rabbi Yavin, Dom Rabbi Yavin, Rabbi Yavin has in a parallel case, Zarak Chetz Mitchil Sarbul Sof Arba, if you shoot an arrow 
four Amos in Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, the Karashiran Balichaso, and on its way it tears some clothing that belongs to somebody else. So you should be Chayiv Mamun on the clothing, but you Chayiv Misa for Chol Shabbos for shooting the arrow. Potter Shariakira Tzarechanachi. That's considered that uh, that it happened simultaneously because the Akira Tzarechanacha. The only way that it could ever have the Hanacha betoch Daladamos is if it had an Akira at the beginning of the Daladamos, and therefore anything that happens in the middle is considered to be happening right in the middle of Yuchi of Misa. So you're going to be Potter from Mamon because of Kamle Bedrabmina. You Chayiv Misa and you're Potter from the Mamon. Umis Chayiv Benavshom. So so too over here that if you pick up the wine to be Menasechit. So yes, I'm picking up the wine. And the second I pick up someone else's wine, I've stolen it mamon. But the only way to be menasech is by picking it up first. So it's all considered one act of being menasech. So I'm misa for being menasech. I'm patr on the mamon for picking up the wine. But then they decided, no, you're going to be chayiv for the wine for the money as well, along the lines of what Rabbi Yirmiya held. From the moment you pick up the wine, you're kona it and you have stolen it and you're chayiv mamon. Chayiv le mamon. The chiv misa is only b'shas nisuch. Is only when you subsequently pour out the wine. Pashtus of the Gemara is that Rabbi Yirmiya disagrees in the case of shooting the arrow as well. That he would say that you'd be chayiv the mamun in that case as well. That we don't say akira tzarech hanacha that 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 it's all one act. That no, the chiv shabbos only comes when the arrow lands four amos away, and if two amos into its uh, journey it, it destroys someone's mamun, you're chayiv for that. That's the pashtus of the Gemara. That this is a machlokas about whether uh, we view this as a simultaneous event or as two separate uh, or as two separate events. Rav Huna bar Yehuda ikla lebei avyoni. He went to a certain place. Asal kamei Rava and Rav Huna came. Rav Huna bar, uh, Rav Huna bar Yehuda came in front of uh, Rava. So Amalei. So Rava said, By the way, when you were there, did anything interesting come up? Any interesting halachic issues that you had to deal with? So Amalei. He said, Oh yeah, Yisrael shansu of the chavim. There was a case that. Of the Chavim were Ma'anes Yisrael, the Harem Amun Chavero, and they, they forced him to show uh, properties that they could take, and he showed someone else's property. Baliadi, so the Din Torah came in front of me whether this guy is Chayev to pay for the properties that he showed to these of the Chavim, and that they subsequently confiscated. The Chiyavtiv, and I, I, I was Mechayev the, the Moser. What is he giving over other people's properties for? He had to pay. So Rav said, Ahadar of the Lamari, you better go back and give back that money because you had no. Right to be mechayev him. The Tanya Yisrael Shansu of the Chavim. If Yisrael was being forced by the Chavim, the Harem Mamon Chaver, and he showed someone else's Mamon Potter. He's only going to be chayev if he himself picked up the item and gave it to the of the Chavim. So Amar Rabba Im Harem Me'atzmo Kenasim Nasim Be'Adami. If he was not being forced to show it, but he was just Harem Me'atzmo, he did that on his own. He chose to do that on his own. So that's the same as picking it up and giving it to them. And for that, for that, he would be uh, he would be chayiv. So uh, the the so apparently that if not of the nasim biyad, you're going to be chayiv. The riff writes, even if they forced him, he should not have been nasim nasim biyad. Not of the nasim biyad. Not of nasim biyad is chayiv, even if they're forcing you and they're saying, give us something. 
Still, if he picks it up and gives it, he's going to be chayev. That's how the riff learns. So Ben Hanan says differently that no, if they force you to be natal v'nasan biyad, you're going to be pater because that's not your choice of natal v'nasan biyad. They're forcing you to do that. So the riff said, well, then when would we say nasan v'nasan biyad chayev? If he was uh, an anus, uh, you're going to be pater. And if he was not an anus, he's going to be chayev even when you just show it to them. Meaning, if it was never an onus in the first place, lechore even if you're not natal v'nasan biyad, you're going to be chayev. The whole assumption over here is that the of the Kavmar are, uh, that there's an onus over here so the Rif disagrees with Rabbeinu Hananel so again fundamental Machlokas Rif and Rabbeinu Hananel what if you're not of the Nasan Biyad but you're being forced to do so the Rif says even in that in that case you're going to be Chayiv and the Rabbeinu Hananel says no in that case you're going to be Pater so now the Gemara brings a Maisa related to this which may uh, help us understand the Rif and Rabbeinu Hananel who governed the Ansu of the Chavim there was a guy that was being forced by Yobdi Chavim and he sh- the Rav Mari Breder of Pinchas Breder of Chista so he showed them the wine that belonged to Rav Mari Breder of Pinchas Breder of Chista so Amalei so the Anasim said to the guy pick up that wine and uh, schlep it along we need uh, you know now they hired him as a porter to, to bring the wine along with them so so he did the Din Torah came to Ravashi Patrine Ravashi patterned him from paying for the wine Amalei Rav Ravashi so the Rav said to Ravashi but didn't the bride say that if he physically picked it up and gave it to them he's going to be chayiv and this guy was a, you know he schlepped it for them so Ravashi said back that which we said that's if the Anasim didn't already identified this item Me'ikara. And this guy went and he chose the item to give to them. But the Anasim already uh, had their eyes on this particular item and they already decided that they are taking this item. So So then it's as if the money was already burnt. It's as if it doesn't belong there. It's as if it's, it's gone already. And therefore once the Anasim already are, are holding on to it, even though they weren't physically holding on to it, but they already decided it was theirs and they just Ask this guy, okay, now schlep it along for us. So then that's not called Dutton Nelson Biyad. Say, say, Rabbi Avala Ravashi, Rabbi Avod, challenge Ravashi. Amalo, Anas Hoshudli Pakia Amir Zeh. And then Anas says, uh, Give me this uh, bundle of straw, O Eshkalan of Mzeh, or this cluster of grapes, Vahoshitlo. And the guy obliges, So Chayiv, you have to pay the Bailim. And over here also, he, the, the Anas already had decided that he wants this item, and you went and you picked it up. And apparently you're Chayiv in that case even though the Anas had already decided that he wanted this item. The Ovid Chavim had already decided that he wanted this item. So how can you tell me that once the Ovid Chavim has decided that he wants it, it's as if it's gone already, and then any help that you provide him, you're not going to be Chayiv for. Over here you see clearly you are, you are Chayiv. Now the case over here is that the Anas, the case that you're going to be Chayiv is that the Anas is on another side of the river. The Ovid Chavim is on the other side of the river, and he has no access to it. So without you giving it to him, he never would have gotten it in the first place. So then you're going to be chayyav for being Natal Nasan Biyad, even though the Ovikov had already identified that that's the item I want. But if the Ovikov could just easily pick it up himself, it's just that he's schlepping a lot of other stuff, so it's a little more difficult for him. But it's right there for the taking. Then once he decides he wants it, you're not going to be chayyav for helping him along in taking it. Take Anami, and the, it's Meduyuk this way in the Bryce, it's Hoshit below Tane Tain. It says Hoshit, not Tain. 
So that implies that he didn't have direct access to it. It was on the other side of the river. So Shmamina, this in fact is a raya. The Rif brings a raya from this story of the Anna saying, uh, give me this Pakia Amir or this Eshkalan of him where you're going to be Chayiv. So the Rif says, yeah, you see that even though he was an Anus to give it to him, the Gemara was saying that you're going to be Chayiv. That even though, because you were not on the Nasan Biyad, even though he's forcing you to give it to him, you're going to be Chayiv. So that's what the Rif says. That's a Raya. That Nasan Nasan Biyad is Chayiv even if uh, the guy, the, the Ovid Chavim is uh, forcing you to be Okay, so now the Gemara tells us another Maisa. Hushu said there was uh, some fish or uh, animals. The two people were fighting over who the owner was. Each one said, it's mine. One of the two people who claimed ownership of it went and gave it over to the tax collector of the king. So Amr says, The guy has the right to say, yeah, I gave it to the tax collector of the king, but it was mine. I had every right to do so. So you have the right to decide your own din Torah that it belongs to you. There was this was um, this was in dispute. It wasn't automatically yours. He has a responsibility. We put him in Khairim until he goes and he uh, and he gets it back from the tax collector and we have a proper din Torah over this item. There was a person they wanted to show an anus, the, uh, the, the grain that belonged to somebody else, for the anus to go take it. Asal can made the Rav. So they went to Rav for, uh, to, for a dintara. Amalei, Rav said to the guy, Lo tachviv, lo tachviv. Absolutely not. You're not allowed to be maramam and chavero to show your own, uh, someone else's property for other people to take. So Amalei, machvina, machvina. He said, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. So Yosef Rav Kana made the Rav. Rav Kana was there sitting in front of Rav. As this guy was talking with chutzpah in front of Rav and he was uh, saying that I'm going to do it anyway. So Rav Kana did the natural thing. He broke the guy's neck and killed him. So Kari Ravi So Rab said about this person, the Pasuk, Ulfu Shachfu Kito Michmar Just like uh, the the the, uh, the 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 this wild animal, a Sharabar, it's a wild animal, uh, gets caught in the trap of uh, of, of hunters and Ain Marachim in a love known as any Rachmanus on it, the moment once it falls in the hands of Rabbi Chavim, they're not Merachim, and therefore he's not. You did a good thing by killing this guy. He was trying to take Moment Shal Yisrael and giving it over to the hands of Rabbi Chavim. He's a Moser. A Moser is Chayv Misa. You did the right thing by killing him, but you now have a problem because now you're going to be wanted for murder. Your uh, picture is going to be hanging in the post office, and you're going to be. Uh, I don't know if they still do that, but uh, you're going to. But back then they did, right? So, uh, so, so you so so. Rav Kahana said. Up until now, the governing authority where we live, where the Parsayim, and they don't mind murder, they love murder, so they never prosecuted murderers. But now it's the Ivanim who are more makvid about Shvichus Damim. And they're going to say, they're always saying, oh, you're a bunch of Rotschim, and they're going to they're gonna prosecute me. So, you better go to Eretz Yisrael to run away. So, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, there's a big Tamachach there, Rabbi Yochanan, uh, you have to be makabal on yourself, that you're not going to ask any kashos of Rabbi Yochanan for seven years when you're in Eretz Yisrael. The Masha says that it was a kapara, because he was mora halacha b'fnei rabo by going and killing this guy. So even though he got it right, it was the right thing to do, apparently. Rav told 
him it was the right thing to do, but he's more Allah Bifne Rabbo. Says a kapara for that, he's like he's got to keep his mouth shut for seven years when he's uh, learning by Rabbi Yochanan. So Azul Rafkana went to Israel, Ashkel Rish Lakish, saw Rish Lakish, Joseph Kamasai, Mesif to Diyom of the Rabbanan, who was going over the uh, Limud that they learned from Rabbi Yochanan that day. So Amul Rafkana said to the Bnei Yeshiva, Rish Lakish, Hecha, uh, Hecha, where is Rish Lakish? So Amulay, they said, Amai, why do you care where he is? Amulu, Haikush, Haikush, Haipiruka, Haipiruka. He said, Well, I had this Kasha, I had that Kasha, and I have this Territz to the Kasha, and this Territz to the Kasha. So Amulay, the Rish Lakish, so he said to Rish Lakish, What Rafkana had said, that all of the Kashas Rafkana had in the Shir. So again, it didn't go directly to Rabbi Yochanan. It went to Reish Lakish, who was the Talmud, who was the Chozer. He was the one saying over the Shir. And Rav Khan had all sorts of kashas, all sorts of uh, terutim. So normally in the learning, the kashas are more valued than the, uh, than the, than the terutim. I think Rabbi Tabas told me yesterday that, uh, that the Briska Rav said that he had his two greatest Talmudim that he had were uh, Rav Leib Malin and Rav Noach Borenstein, Rabbi Balsam's grandfather. That, uh, that uh, one of them asked the best kashas and one of them gave the best terutim. To me. He didn't remember which one was which, but uh, it was always a greater value to be the, uh, the, the one who asked the best kashas. So, anyway, so Reish Lakish, I'm with Rabbi Yochanan. Reish Lakish went, he said to Rabbi Yochanan, There's a genius that just showed up here, and uh, you know, he's asking these unbelievable kashas, giving these unbelievable tebrutsim. Ari Olami Bavel, this lion came from Bavel. Lion Marbim Siftel Machar, you better go over the shear really well before, uh, you know, uh, before, before you say tomorrow's shear, because this guy's going to ask everything and you got to be prepared. So, the next day, uh, they realized they had such a that was visiting so they sat him in the first row they used to sit in order of how strong they were in learning so in the first row meant uh, the Kamed Rabbi Yochanan meant that he was the best guy in the shir so Amr Shmaitz of Alakshi Shmaitz of Alakshi Rabbi Yochanan kept on talking and he wasn't saying anything he was just sitting there uh, with his mouth shut so they kept on moving him back because apparently he wasn't so strong in learning so they moved him all the way back to the last row of the classroom so Amr Rabbi Yochanan the lion that you said had arrived from Babel, he's a little fox. He's nothing. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say a peep. He's not, a, he's not anything. You know, Chavetz Chaim writes in, in Klal Hay, Sefer Chavetz Chaim, why isn't that Lashon Hara? You know, if you're the Chavetz Chaim, you see Lashon Hara everywhere, right? I mean, he said, why is that not, not Lashon Hara? He said, because everyone saw it. <laughs> everyone saw that he wasn't saying anything. So he wasn't saying anything new. So, Amar Yei Rabba, Dahani Shavadari Lahavu, Chilu Shavashnin, Dotmerli Rab. He says, you know what? Rav told me I'm not allowed to speak for seven years. I was already demoted seven times to the next row in the classroom and the next row and the next row. Each row should count as a year of being quiet. The indignity of being demoted seven times should be the equivalent to seven years. I got my kapara already. So Kamakare, he got up and he started talking. So Amalei, he said to Rabbi Yochanan, Hadam Abresha, say over this year again. So Amalei, he started saying it. And eventually they put him back in the first row. So Amalei, then he kept on saying over the, the shear and he kept on asking kashas. Rabbi Yochanan was sitting on seven cushions and they took out one by one cushion from underneath him. And he said again and he, uh, and he asked another till the old seven cushions were gone and Rabbi Yochanan was sitting on the ground. I mean, Rabbi Yochanan kept on getting demoted because uh, Rav Kana kept asking kashas that he didn't have answers to. Rabbi Yochanan was an old man and his eyes, his eyelids were heavy. He couldn't open, he didn't have the muscles to open up his own eyes to be able to see.
see who was in front of him. So he wasn't blind. He was able to see. It's just that his eyelids were too heavy for him to see, for him to lift them up. So Amalu, so he said, Lift up my eyes so I can see this fellow. Masha writes, this is part of the kiyum of that when someone teaches you Torah, there is something gained by seeing the person, by seeing the Rebbe. So now Rav Kana became Rabbi Yochanan's Rebbe because he's asking him all these strong kashas and learning. So he says, I need you to lift up my eyelids so I can see this person. So they use these silver uh, pieces to lift up his eyelids. And he saw that he had a little smirk on his face. So he saw Rav Kahana with a little smirk. So Rabbi Yochanan thought that Rav Kahana was laughing at him, that he was able to outsmart him. And that caused Rabbi Yochanan to be distressed, and Rav Kahana dropped dead on the spot because he caused distress to Rabbi Yochanan. The next day Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi you believe that guy who was here yesterday? Uh, how he was laughing at me? So Rabbi said, you should know, he had a cleft palate or something, that he always looked like he had a smirk on his face, but he never really had a smirk on his face. He wasn't really laughing at you. So felt bad now that he had died. So he went to the uh, to the, the cave where Afkana was buried. So uh, and he saw that there was a, a snake surrounding the grave of Ravkahana. So it was surrounding the grave with its body that it put its tail in its mouth so you couldn't get anywhere near. So uh, Rabbi Yochanan said, Take, open your mouth, let your tail out of your mouth. I need to get in. I need to talk to Rav Kahana's uh, Talmud, So the Rav could go visit the Talmud. Meaning I'm the Rebbe. I was saying the Shir. He was the Talmud of my Shir. I have what to talk to him about. Lo pasach, the snake would not budge. He stopped calling himself the Rebbe. He said, let me go visit my friend Rav Kahana. Lo pasach, the snake would not budge. I'm the Talmud. He's the Rebbe. Right? He started talking more reverentially toward, uh, about Rav Kahana. So now the snake opened up its mouth. Rabbi Yochanan davened and Rav Kahana had a tchias amesim. So Amr Lei, Rabbi Yochanan said to Rav Kahana, I wouldn't have been upset had I known that you always have this thing that looks like a smirk on your face. Now come with us to the Bismedrash. Let's go back to the learning like we were yesterday. It was Gishmak Alimud. So Amr Lei, Rav Kahana said to Rabbi Yochanan, First daven that you're not going to kill me me again, you know, that, uh, that, that in case you get distressed or upset, that I shouldn't drop dead from that, and then I'll come back to the base marriage, but I'd rather not go through the experience of dying again. So because it could be that you had the ability to die for me to have a tchiyas once, but I don't know that that's going to happen again. So Tyre, so Rabbi Yochanan uh, woke him up from his uh, sleep, and he uh, stood him up, Rabbi Yochanan asked every suffix that he had, and Rav Kahana was poshate every suffix that, uh, that he had. In the Sefer Kaftor Vaferich he says, Ad Hayom, in Tveria, the Ma'aros of Rav Kahana and Rabbi Yochanan are very close to each other, and Rabbi Yochanan arranged for that uh, in order to be Miyashiv Daito, to put himself near Rav Kahana. So, Hainudam Rabbi Yochanan Dilchon Amri Dilhonhi, and that's what Rabbi Yochanan used to say, that I used to think that the Torah belonged to you, it belonged to the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, he used to tell his Talmidim. But now I see that Rav Kahana came from Babel, and he's so sharp, that I see clearly that the Torah belongs to the Bnei Babel. So, Gemara brings that there was Machlokas Chachamim, whether you're Mechaiv or Moser, Mishum 
from Dina de Garmi. So the story of Rav Khan is now over. There was a person that showed in Anas a certain type of uh, silk uh, adornment to Rabbi Abba that belonged to Rabbi Abba. So Yasser Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Khanin, Rabbi Yitzchak, Yasser Rabbi Ilah, Gabayu, Sabr Luchayuvin, they wanted to be Mechayev, uh, these three Chachamim that were sitting together wanted to be Mechayev, the guy Mamon. How so? Based on the Mishnah Masech Sanhedrin, that Donas Hadin, Zika Sachayev, Chayev is a Zakai, Timei is a Torah, Vatir is a Tameh, that if a person is done in Torah and he gets it wrong, he's Mechayev the person he shouldn't have been, he's Mezaka the person he shouldn't have been, he's Metame that which is Torah, he's Metare that which is Tameh, Masha Asa Asui, but Yishalim Ibeso, whatever you did, meaning the person that walked out of court as the winner remains the winner, but you got to reimburse the guy that you cost uh, money to unjustifiably, even though you were not Mazak and Biodaim. So this Moser also has to pay Rabbi Abba that which he cost him, even though he wasn't Mazak and Biodaim. He only showed the Anus what to take. So Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Loi said, that's not a Rai, you don't have a Rai from that Mishnah. Because when the Mishnah says that you have to pay, that's only if the Dayan physically took the money and gave it to the other Baldin. But if it was just a Psak, a verbal Psak, then he does not have to reimburse the guy. So you can't bring a Raya about a Moser that he has to pay because he didn't physically take the item. So Amrilei, so the Chum said to Rabbi Abba, Zil Gabed Rabbi Shim Ben Eliakim, Rabbi Lozman Pedas the Daini Din Degarmi. Go to Rabbi Lozman Ben Rabbi Shim Ben Eliakim, Rabbi Lozman Pedas, because they hold that we're Dan Din Degarmi, and they'll be Mechayiv for they'll be Mechayiv the Moser. So Zil Gabayu, so he went to them Chivu, and they were Mechayiv Mimas Nisin based on our Mishnah. In Machmas Agazlan Chayiv Lamelus Adachrav Ukim Adachviachviye, because our Mishnah said that if it's Machmas Agazlan that the field gets confiscated, then you have to pay for it. And what does it mean? that the guy showed somebody else's field. He never physically took it himself, but he showed somebody else's field. And that's enough to be Mechayevim. There was a guy that had a picadon of a coastal kesef that he was watching over. Sliku Gandhi Lave Shakli Avilu. Ganavim came and uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Shomer took the coast and gave it to the Ganavim so that they'll leave him alone. So they came to Rabba to ask, does the Shomer have to pay for that coast? So Patre, he said he's Potter. Why would he be Potter? He's being Matzalasmumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumumum
he said he's potter. Amalei Baiva, Matzchas from Amalei What do you mean? He's saving himself with someone else's money. Amalei, in the Chupitin Shuim Gadol Mizeh. It was designated for Pidyan Shuim. These Ganavim came after him. So uh, that's Pidyan Shuim. He used it for Pidyan Shuim. It's just that he happened to be the Shavoy. But uh, the, there's nothing wrong with that. Who gathered the Akdim Basi Chamra Lemabra, Kamid the Silku Inchi Bimabra? There was a guy that put a donkey on a uh, ferry before any people went on the ferry boat. Boilat Buye, and the donkey started jumping up and down and causing all sorts of trouble and the whole ferry was going to sink. So also Gavra, another guy came, shoved the donkey off the boat and uh, the donkey drowned. So they came to Rabba to ask whether he has to reimburse the fellow for the, uh, for the donkey. So Patre, he said he's Patre. Aren't you being matzah yourself with someone else's money? So No, that, that donkey was a rodef by, uh, by, by being on the boat and uh, he was the one that was drowning the boat. Rabba Tame, this is Rabba Lishitaso by pattering him. Dabba Rabba, Rodif Shay Rodivakhaver Lahorgo, if a Rodif at three Allahs of Rodif. Allah number one, if a Rodif is chasing after someone else to kill him, the Shibra Sakalim, and while he's uh, chasing him, he breaks Kalim, Bain shall near the Bain shall call Adam, whether it's a near Duff's Kalim or anybody else's, Patr Shari Mishaib Minafsho. He's Patr for those Kalim because he's Khaiv Minafsho so long as he's being Rodif. Anyone's allowed to kill the Rodif. So since he's Mutchaiv Minafsho, he's Patr on the Mamon. Second Allah, the near Duff Shibra Sakalim shall if a near breaks the kalim that belonged to the rodef as he's running away from him, because the near could turn around and shoot the rodef in the head and kill him, and he'd be allowed to do that. So to break his kalim to get away for sure is okay. But if he breaks someone else's kalim, he's going to be chayv because he's not allowed to be matzlatzmo. We already had this looking back on Dafsamach. What that means that it's until said, no, no, you're allowed to save your life, you just have to reimburse him. Not that it's us. Rashi sounds like he learns that it's Mamash Asr. And third case, Rodef Shay Rodef Acha Rodef Latzil. If someone is chasing the Rodef to save the Nirdaf, Vishavar Kalim, and the guy chasing the Rodef broke Kalim, Bain Shal Nirdaf, Bain Shal Kaladam, no matter who those Kalim belong to, Potter, Velominadin, and that's not Minadin that he's Potter, El Shemiat Amr Kalim, Chadam Shmatzel, Shavir, Minarodef. It's just that we had to say that because otherwise no one is ever going to save uh, the, uh, the Rodef. There is a relevant uh, thing that we didn't get to today. Rav Moshe is a chuva about being in, uh, working for the IRS. We were talking about Masiva today and Master someone else's property. So Moshe discusses whether you're allowed to do that. In the end of the day, he seems to be makil, but it's an interesting uh, discussion about our sugya that we didn't get to. Okay, Belshem, tomorrow we'll pick up with the Mishnah.